Beers and Beards, episode 32. Jim Brown. Right? This podcast is older than you are now. I know. 32 episodes. I only have 31 episodes in my life. If each year is an episode. 31 chapters. Yes. So, start my new job this week. After, what, three months of being unemployed unemployable and uh (laughs) but uh yeah it's been an interesting time so uh as you hear this yeah i'm ready i got all my like when you own a house you're not supposed to have all of like your to-do list of everything that you need done like your honey-do list you're it's not supposed to be empty right ever i don't have anything that i need like (laughs) so uh, I think it's I think it's about time. Now you can but, let that list pile up. That's right. I'm not doing anything for the next six months to a year. So if there's any light bulbs or anything that need changed, <laughs> good luck. It's uh, is a weird start before Christmas. Uh, I'll let you know. I think it's fine. I mean, I mean, the, do you feel weird? No. The company that I'm working for, uh, it's actually the beginning of their fiscal year in December. So um kind of works out well in terms of that. But uh, yeah, it's, it is what it is. I mean, this is like a weird time, I think, for everybody starting a job during a pandemic and being remote and um, is weird and, you know, this time of is year there is a special weird. time you gotta like clock in. No, not that I know of. Like, do you have to wake up and be like, "Hey, <laughs> I'm on the clock, boys." Yeah, no, David, I, new I, guy. I, What's up? <laughs> I don't know yet. I'll let you. I, I, uh, it's kind of a. I, I haven't gotten that answer, but uh, yeah, more to come next week. More to talk come. About your um, your first week. Are you gonna before, lay your clothes out? Yeah, and be lay all out my sweats since I'm working from home. Um, yeah. Before I forget, I wanted to mention this. Uh, we teamed up with our friends from the Ginger and the Beard podcast for casting for a cause. Uh, 2020 has left many families without work, leaving parents to reprioritize their expenses, in some cases choosing between keeping food on the table or delighting their children with gifts this holiday. Every child deserves to feel the joy of unwrapping a gift during the holiday season. That's why we've teamed up with a group of podcasters to raise funds for these children in need need across the nation. By following the link in our bio, which you can get on our Instagram or I think Facebook, you can donate as much or as little as you are able to our cast for a cause GoFundMe campaign. At the end of the campaign, funds will be withdrawn and donated to the Salvation Army in time for the holidays so that the more children will experience the joy they deserve. Please help us spread the word by tagging three friends in the comments of our Instagram post. Uh, I know that they had a goal. I think it was a thousand dollars. I think that it's pretty close to that already, which is awesome. Um, A great uh, cause to support this holiday season. Um, I always, you know, try to find any, um, whether it be like, you know, people do the trees and do the wish list and things like that. And, you know, a lot of times people are asking for like basic necessities and I'm like, I want to get you like something cool too. So 
Um, but this is an awesome, like, you know, uh, help kids get, get toys for Christmas. So check that out on our Instagram. Um, go check out our friends, uh, the ginger and the beard. They do an awesome podcast. They've done some really cool ones recently. The MMAT company, uh, I think his name is John Brennan, uh, is, is really cool. Like an up and coming, they did a podcast with, um, a guy who owns like a malt, uh, who does like a malting, uh, for, um, like for beer. Um, they've done like podcasts with hop farms. Um, they do some they really a, cool stuff. They did a good one with, uh, a company that does the blue light glasses. Yes. Yeah. Which I think we all probably need that. Like my mom who will be listening to this said last week when we were doing our live show, that when people were commenting that I would, I would squint and like, look at, try to read the comment. So uh, you need glasses. I mean, I sit and stare at a screen <laughs> basically all day. Yeah. Um, blue light is, is huge. I always try to make sure that I turn the blue light on my screens either way down or off if, if possible. But, uh, yeah, check that out. Check out ginger and the beard. They do an awesome podcast. We did a podcast with them, like, I guess a couple months ago, I think we were only supposed to be on for like 15 or 20 minutes, but we just, we wouldn't shut up. So it was like an hour <laughs> plus. Yeah. We, we were going to be a segment and we it turned into a whole thing. Yeah. This week, Gary, uh, we did our live show, Bourbon Notes. Mm -hmm. You can now check that out in our podcast feed as well uh, Mm -hmm. on whichever uh, podcast platform you listen to us. Uh, We do that live show every, I guess, now Sunday night or whenever. You got to pay attention to our uh, Facebook. It's been Sunday the last three weeks. so Yeah, pay attention to our Facebook. But uh, this week, I drank some yellowstone which was really it was good i i I don't know if you've never had that one right Mm -mm. so i gotta maybe bring some down to you and uh get you some yellowstone Yeah, bring me more than half a A sip than two ounces (laughs) the last one yeah the last one it was it was i should have brought another bottle because i wanted that specific one and i was trying to like nurse it and be like i want to have enough but uh that one that this bottle there should be enough but uh I think it's about time to go ahead and start drinking. Okay. All right. I'm going to go first this week. So I actually have two books in front of me because I'm a nerd. But uh, our beer each week is brought to you by the Original Craft Beer Club. It's a perfect like last minute holiday gift. If you know somebody that loves beer, craft beer, uh, and you're like, oh, crap, I can't, I can't get out to a store last minute, go onto the Original Craft Beer via the link in our bio you get not only do you get uh either 12 notes yes in our in our show notes not only do you get either 12 or 24 beers each month but they also will give you some free gifts as well if you sign up through our link um but this week uh i wanted to um try a beer that has been on my list of beers i wanted to try for a while um and because it actually came uh and it was in this book 50 must try craft beers of ohio i don't know if gary can see it or not but beer, a book that came out a couple of years ago and i've been trying to get through most of the beers um drinking them and finding them and etc but uh this this week um my beer is from columbus brewing co it's called uncle rusty it is an imperial red ale uh clocks in at see what it says on here i think it's like eight this is 9.3%. So I've seen some of the 
um, versions in the past be like eight and a half. This one's a little bit heavier. Um, basically a red ale with uh, that's malty and hoppy. So both things are going to come forward. Columbus Brewing has some really good um, hoppy beers. Like we had a couple of shows back. We actually had a fresh hop IPA from uh, Columbus Brewing, or I did, uh, episode 26. I had their Yakima Fresh or Yakima Fresh. Uh, fresh hop IPA, which I really loved. I love their uh, regular IPA, um, but this one is a um, Imperial Red Ale that is malty and hoppy at the same time. So, right off the bat, smells like pretty. Yeah. Smells like on the sweeter, and like I, I don't get a lot of the hop nose, but I get more of like that like malty sweet like character. Glass you got this week. This is my Ohio Pint Day glass. Got the Phoenix and the Cardinal, which is the state bird of Ohio. Is it the Cardinal? Is not the Phoenix, not a Phoenix, <laughs> but uh, state bird here too. Yeah, it's like the state bird of like thirty states. I thought the Wildcat was the state bird of Kentucky. Wildcat eats the Cardinal. Probably not this year, but. <laughs> But uh, yeah, um, this one is is good. It's definitely got that nice malt, like backbone. But it's as you can see in my camera, it is it's like red, reddish yeah, brown, it's a red color. Yeah, um, but you definitely get that like sweet malty character. But then it's definitely got some hops in there as well. Um, and you've got like on the bottle, the bottle is really cool. Uh, it's like a red old red truck with like some hops. Uncle Rusty. Uncle Rusty. And I think that the story of this is it's the owner of Columbus Brewing, Eric Beam is his name. Uh, I don't think he's any relation to Jim Beam. Um, But they had, it was like one of their old distributors named Rusty, and everyone always called him Uncle Rusty. So they named a beer after him. I love beer names. They are fun. Like they're. The creatives behind the marketing and distribution of beer, I feel like they've got like a a different level of creativity to them. Yeah, there are some places because that there's are so many yeah. beers. I mean, there's just so yeah. many beers that, and you have to name them all. It's like whoever invented jujitsu moves. Like, <laughs> come up from? Well, so so definitely like marketing for a lot of breweries. I mean, as you know, the biggest breweries like Anheuser-Busch marketing is a huge part of, because they're not going off their, and they try to go off their quality and people laugh at them, but it's all marketing. Um, but even in craft beer, it's, there's some breweries that are more, uh, you know, they're just as big of, you know, the brand is just as big as um, the, you know, you know, what the actual, what the what actual beer like. is. And funny that you bring that up because this week in Cincinnati, we had uh, Christian Moorline, which is one of our, our breweries that's like, you know, the pre-prohibition era, um, a group uh, or a person revived it around like 2004-ish um, named Greg Hardman. It's been, you know, in this kind of new wave of craft breweries. Uh, and then last year, um, a a couple of people actually bought the company 
and realized like, hey, we don't want to do any of the production side of it. So now they're outsourcing all their production. They laid off all their production staff and they're going to outsource their beer. They're going to do contract brewing and only run the brand. And uh, so, I mean, that's super disrespectful to the people that built what it is. Exactly. You know, like the the people that, and I, I don't know that working in a brewery is a lucrative career, but you got to think just like the reason we do this podcast, the reason that they do that is they, they like beer. They like being involved in the process and, you know, they like people to be satisfied with their work. Yeah. I mean, and you know, I, I, someone was talking about it on, on social media this week. And I said, these people don't understand what craft beer is about. Craft beer is about being able to go to a, a, be able to go to a local tap room and knowing and, and being able to talk to either the bartender or the owner or the brewer and say, Hey, here's the, you know, this beer was made here, right? It's about community. It's about, you know, being local. It's about, um, you know, really being a part of, of something that's a craft, that's an art. Um, and you know, that's doing a contract brewery. That's the complete opposite of it's super like, and it's not authentic at all. Um, and you know, great brands that, that honestly, like the people, um, that are running that brand just don't know anything about craft beer. And I think that they would be the first people to say that, like they might know branding and marketing, but craft beer is different and you got to have people that are going to support you. You got to have those hardcore people that are, Hey, you know, like it's a passion project for so many brewers, right? Like, yeah, they're, if we were to start up a brewery, it'd be for the love. It wouldn't be for the riches, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's how a lot of people, people get into it. But uh... on the flip side, like, you know, like uh, in the distilling world, when you, the contract distilling is basically for like the worst kind of bourbon, your stone hammers, your Kirkland brands, your, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's bad. I mean, they're not great bourbons, but it's just so companies have a selection of bourbon. Like if you wanted that uh, budget bourbon, excuse me, you could get the Kirkland brand. Past Gary's bedtime. Listen, I think I had too much (laughs) bourbon in the pre-show. But you know what I mean? It's not not so disrespectful uh, because it is what it is. It's just, it's not people that have respected and, and really been impressed by the quality of the Morlon, right? Yeah. Uh, th- nobody feels that way about like, oh man, what's your favorite bourbon? Listen, I would go, I would drive a hundred miles to buy a bottle of Stonehammer. <laughs> not going to happen. It's just not. I want to meet that person. Yeah. Like I've, I've only got $19 and but I got to have a bottle of bourbon. <laughs> we talked about on the pre-show uh, ancient age is one that you've been trying to find. I think and, I'm getting it. I think my secret Santa at work yeah. is getting it for me. But uh, I wanted to send you a picture. I went to Kroger and they, you know, I, as I said, like now that I've been looking for it too, um, like I used to see it all the time and I'm now I'm looking for it. And like, I don't find, I don't see it anywhere, but Kroger, which Stonehammer is the Kroger uh, private label uh, bourbon. But uh, the, <laughs> um, 
I wanted to send you a pic. I should have taken a picture of this. They had all like three or four different bourbons around it, including uh, Ancient Age, uh, completely sold out. But then Stonehammer was like packed to the gills. Of- <laughs> Ain't nobody buying that shit but me. <laughs> They're like, hey, we uh, <laughs> we forgot we still sold this. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the Whiskey Advocate, David, put out the top. 20 whiskeys of 2020 yeah and uh i don't want to go through all 20 let's do the top 10 well i thought it was interesting because the top two are both bourbon yeah and then it goes kind of off the kind of off the rails a little bit yeah i've not heard honestly when you sent me this link i was like i don't know what half this shit is uh (laughs) let's go with number 10 which is um Aberfeldy, eighteen-year-old French red wine cask finished. Uh, it's Scottish whiskey. Yeah. Uh, price, hundred twenty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So, I uh, like. I'm not into. Maybe I would like Irish whiskey or Scottish whiskey. Uh, number nine is Compass Box, the Peat Monster, which is from Scotland. Is this like a Scotch? It's got like a. Uh... Yeah, got a cool, um, probably the coolest label of the top 10. Yeah, the Pete it's got like a. It looks like a, I can't tell if like that's like a, um, like a tree that's like growing stuff out of it or what the deal is that has like teeth and stuff. But uh, it's a cool, cool label. Number eight, Killbegging Single Pot Steel. Uh, retail forty five dollars is an Irish whiskey. Um, again, I'm not into Irish whiskeys. Maybe one day. Number seven, you're speaking my language. Something we've talked about and reviewed on this podcast. Uh, no, not this one. Elijah Craig Straight Rye. This isn't bourbon, but this is rye whiskey out of Kentucky at a price of thirty bucks. Elijah Craig is a good bourbon. I would imagine. It's so much easier to make rye whiskey, right? You don't have to wait that long. It's uh, you can yeah. play. You, you know, it's the majority of it's rye. So I want to get. I have one rye or two rye whiskeys right now, but I want to get. There's Pappy, Family Reserve rye, which they said you sh- you might be able to see on the shelves this year. I've seen it around. People talking about it, but uh, yeah. Number six, Ardberg five-year-old Wee Beastie, forty-seven dollars. Yeah. It's a single malt from Scotland. A lot of these Scottish. I haven't seen I, this I Ard Ardbeg. Uh, I had um, one of their Scotch whiskeys a couple of months ago. I was not a fan, but uh, maybe I would be a fan of this one. <laughs> We've got another Kentucky producer here number five is wild turkey rare breed barrel proof straight rye rye's getting a lot of love in here i know rye in the scott i don't I, i'm gonna have to i love the yeah. shape of the bottle but, of this one mm-hmm. uh number four the old uh, bullet blender select straight bourbon whiskey out of kentucky run you about 50 bones and Honestly, I've never had any bullet that I that's not been. Yeah. Good. Number three. 
Binriok, the Smoky 12. This is a Scottish single malt. Set you back $65. It's a sleeper of a single malt, but that's about to change because part of 2020 relaunch of its line, uh, it grabbed the attention with their sophistication, breadth <laughs> of flavors, and lovely refinement. Great. Great I to pay $6 for this. Yeah. Number two. Our good friend. Matt McCarthy was on bourbon notes this. was drinking this very bottle of bourbon. It's Knob Creek twelve year old. Set you back sixty bucks. Knob Creek is uh, this is a hundred proof. Knob Creek's good. I mean, it's sixty uh, it's, bucks. It's not my favorite. My wife loves Knob Creek, um, but I saw I saw this at Kroger this week. Yeah, this next one, number one. I've seen this a couple times and almost pulled the trigger on buying it. And now I might have to the next time I see it. Right. Um, it's the Larceny Straight Bourbon Barrel Proof Batch B520. I know I got to make sure I got the got, right batch. Yeah, I've got the 92 proof small batch, uh, which honestly, I didn't. The first time I had Larceny was last October. We had a conference for work, and we we had a couple bottles of Larceny, and I don't remember it really. It's one of those things where you're drinking, and it all just runs together. But since we started this podcast, it's been like my go-to. I think I said this earlier in the pre-show that I, you know, when me and my wife do our podcast, I drink Larceny. Uh, it, just about when we do bourbon notes, my go-to is just is to prep is Larceny. So yeah. But the the thing with this too is this list. I thought it was interesting. Number one and two are both bourbon. Number four is bourbon, and that's pretty much it for true bourbon on the yeah. list. Uh, like you've look. got a lot of scotch. Uh, going through just a couple of, of highlights in the the ten to twenty. There's the Macallan. Is that what it is? Yeah, Macallan is uh, sixteen. It's the Macallan fifteen year old double cask, which is. Uh, uh, single malt from Scotland. What's this um, website from? I, I feel like it's from Scotland. Whiskey Advocate is like a magazine, a whiskey nice. magazine. Um, but then coming in at number 19 is uh, Mars EY45 Japanese whiskey, which I got to try some Japanese whiskey. People, like, I think that that's like the next frontier of whiskey. I know that Japan, like, is a huge market for you know like kentucky bourbon american bourbon um but i gotta try some some japanese whiskey um and then number 18 is chattanooga straight rye malt this chattanooga whiskey brand i see them pop up everywhere i don't know if they have a bourbon um chattanooga's in tennessee so even if they do i've been to chattanooga i've been to chattanooga as well it's a cool it's like a artsy like kind of hipster town for tennessee I feel like, like Nashville they, light a little bit. Yeah. Don't they have a big aquarium there? I think so. Yeah. Um, it's it's super small. It reminds me like if Dayton, Ohio, like kind of became cool. Like they're the same, I think similar size. If it um, cool. But it's like, but like they have like a huge arts community. Um, they've got like a small little like college there. Um when I went there, it was interesting. But then, like, like the the actual city, there's. Didn't he play in Chattanooga? 
I think so. Yeah, Terrell Owens. Yeah. Where did he do the sit-ups in his driveway? Was that in Chattanooga? Compton. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, interesting seeing the top 20, and it's a lot of scotch. Yeah, a lot of single malt Scottish shit. Um, But the two, the the one number one and two, I think we need to put on our list. Larceny, barrel proof, Knob Creek, 12 year. Uh, Also probably that, that bullet uh blender select um Um, so we like to talk about the rarity and trying to find these even if it's the cheap ancient ages and of that and david brought up a good idea when it comes to like your liquor stores how because they do get these selections right they they do come across their shelves or their back rooms or whatever how they go about picking who gets to get them and i think it's probably different on a chain level like a party source or a uh, liquor barn than it is like your mom and pop liquor store so what yeah you said you saw one that had like points a point system <laughs> yeah so uh, <laughs> uh the social media world that we live in is kind of like funny but also very like i knew exactly when this place posted this, uh, they, you know, they posted, here's our points. Like, you know, it was like the, it's like, it kind of reminded me of like magic mountain, right? You get the tickets and then, you know, I got, I got 5,000 tickets. What's that get me? Like one of those little Chinese finger traps. Yeah. (laughs) An eraser. Like, yeah, it reminded me of that, but, uh, they had like, they had a couple of good, they had like some wellers and I'm not going to say the name of the place because it doesn't really matter. But, uh, the um they showed like two different pictures of this like it's behind a glass case and they're like this is what you have to build up points to get like you have to buy our regular stock inventory of you know everyday bourbons or whatever and then you build up points and you can buy this and the one thing that kind of set me off a little bit (laughs) was they had their the larceny that you literally have I probably in your hand right now. I I can't see your hands, but uh, regular larceny, you have to get points to be able to buy it. The small larceny, small batch. And people were saying, Hey, this is dumb. Like, why are you guys doing this? This makes no sense, but it's just so, yeah, that kind of like set me off of like, what, like, what do you have to buy before? Like, like larceny is like a step up. What do you have to buy before that to be, to get points to be able to buy the larceny? You need to buy seven half gallons of Jim Beam. Or what it, you had a hundred dollars gets you one point, and you need fifty points to be able to buy the, the larceny. <laughs> yes, that's a lot of Heaven Hill and Kentucky Tavern and my selection tonight, Old Fitzgerald, like an that. old granddad. A lot old of plastic bottles. A lot of yeah. Um, <laughs> so for the people. I know people that in a smaller version of like, it does not the point system, but they say they put back things for their regulars, like people that you see come in all the time that that do buy a lot. You know, I've got a friend that I work with that the place he goes always puts him back a little something. Yeah. Uh, He he bought some Pappy from them. They got like five bottles of Pappy. He's able to buy one. Um, so. Which that's, that's different than, Hey, you have to get 300 points to buy larceny 
Pappy and Larceny are not even talking quality, but you know, the uh, desirability of those bourbons, right? Like I desire Larceny, but there's 20 bottles of it at Kroger that I can get anytime I want. Yes. And I guess also competition. Like if you're in a product starved area, like there's 20 liquor stores in your five mile radius, which you're more likely to have that there than I am here. Which <laughs> most states have like, you know, if you're in an area that has 20 liquor stores within five miles, then yeah, that's probably a lot of alcoholics in that, <laughs> in that area because every corner has one. <laughs> um, but in Ohio, so, you know, I always, I look at, you know, Ohio, Kentucky are probably the two states that I, I am most aware of. In Ohio, like the the highest, highest end, the state actually controls, you know, the uh, the uh, disbursement of the the really um, the good stuff that people want. And Ohio typically will do online. They used to do, you know, they would say, hey, go to these, you know, whatever eight places in your town line up and you might get a chance to win it um, or to not win it, but be able, might get a chance to buy it. Might now it's all online. Purchase. Yeah. yeah. Now it's all online. Um because the demand is so like that we're we're talking about like tickle me elmo status for bourbon, you know, if you remember the heyday. <laughs> Some of, of them, yeah. Elmo. Uh, uh it's like PS5s. One on, on a side note, I don't know if you've noticed like the people that stand by. Bless you. The people that are like buying up these uh PlayStations and uh the, you know buying them for 500 and selling for 1200 online yeah the comments dude you got to get like on the facebook marketplaces and stuff and the comments people just ripping them to shreds that's all but that's you know what the at the end of the day facebook comments you know people can put as much of like i feel like the like the amount of effort that people put into something like that and this is kind of a tangent but like i put one you know this tiny little bit of effort into making a crazy comment on facebook that's how much that sh- that should affect that person like hey if you want to go and <laughs> and do something crazy like buy a playstation for 500 bucks sell it for 1200 you gotta probably know in 2020 that you're gonna get you're gonna get some trolls, roasted which before the people that are doing that probably do not give a flying f the best the best that i've seen <laughs> Uh, and I, I showed Abby this and we just laughed. A guy, just a complete troll on eBay, was selling a picture of a PlayStation 5. Have you seen this? <laughs> no. I've seen says, stuff like this. Says in the title and in the description, this is just a picture of a PlayStation 5. I don't want, you know, and was selling <laughs> it for the for like retail price of a PlayStation 5. But it's a photo a glossy photo that he would mail you and he'd sold for you. Nice. Well, uh, I got an email this week from beard octane. Okay. And they want me to pass this along. They are having, first of all, thanks for everybody that's, that supports them and supports us buying through them, buying through uh, using our code. You know what I'm trying to say? Beers and beards 10. Yeah. Uh, but they, for one have been bombarded by the uh, all the business we sent the them. orders yes and 
like if you don't buy, if you haven't already bought, there's a good chance like they have the emails to emphasize, they have no control over the shipping. Once they get it to yeah. the postal service, it's on them. And people were having like some long waits to get products that like from black Friday and things like that. So uh, if you're going to order from beards and from uh, beard octane, be patient. It's out of their control. Uh, you may have missed your chance to have that beard balm in the stocking. Uh, My recommendation at this point, if you're buying online, buy a gift card. Beautiful a, way to support e, them. E gift card. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who knows? Maybe we'll after the first of the year we'll we'll do some more giveaways. Get get things trucking. Uh, we definitely will do some giveaways in the new year. I've got. I haven't talked to you about this, but I got some stuff planned. So, ooh boy, boy, go get yeah. a paycheck. You'll be ready to go. <laughs> we might be giving away an iPhone three. <laughs> um, this portion of the podcast is brought to you by Beard Octane. You can save ten percent by using our code Beards and Beards ten, and they've got everything you need. I have been using my. Actually, I'm probably going to place an order after Christmas. I've still got some left. Um, but I told you the debacle of my oil. Yeah, you which I, it. the oil knocks the itch down. Like my beard's, man, I can tell it's super thick. Yeah, and there goes my can. Can you hear me? We lost your yeah, I can hear you. We lost your video though. I don't know what's going on with my camera. I'm too sexy for this. Um, I so yeah, and I am not, as you can see, a beard person. But the thing, like when I try to grow a beard that annoys the hell out of me is the itch. So you're saying I need beard oil. The oil knocks the itch down. I just need Crisco or. You need beard octane. (laughs) Go to beardoctane.com. Save 10% by using code beers and beards. We're going to go this week. Yes. David, this is for those that are watching this old Fitzgerald, which is in a, it's heavy. Uh, I love the I love that shape of that bottle. Like, yeah, it's like classic. And I told David this when I'm after I sample this tonight, whether I love it, hate it, or what, I have an old Fitzgerald decanter, and it's going to be true to form. I'm going to pour this into the decanter, and I may be I may bring the decanter and put it down here just for show. I want to see. So here's what here's what you should do: try it tonight out of the bottle. Put it in the decanter. We'll have it next week. We'll do back-to-back shows of Old Fitzgerald. And maybe leave a little bit in the bottle and see if it tastes different in the bottle versus the decanter. Um, that way you can not have to buy another bourbon next week. Let me let me run this by you. <laughs> My wife brought this up. Um, how do you feel about maybe next week doing a bourbon cream? Like I would... Obviously, you've seen me yawn a couple times tonight. Uh, what if I had coffee? some coffee? So, um, next week, maybe bourbon cream. So, Buffalo Trace has some on sale at Kroger right now. Yeah, I would try that via you. Yeah, let me do it. So, <laughs> also, not to hijack your bourbon, I've right. got on my list for Santa. Some bourbon barrel coffee, yeah, that is like a local thing that I really want to try. So maybe I'll get some of that soon. 
Looks good. Ooh. This is old Fitzgerald, uh, fifteen year bourbon. <laughs> this is old Fitzgerald, <laughs> prime bourbon. This is uh, eighty proof, original sour mash. Like I said, I went to the Stitzer Weller Distillery, and this is on the smokestacks there. Um, since eighteen forty nine, constantly been the ideal of our should be idea of our distillery to produce only the most luxurious sour mash mash whiskey that Kentucky's ever known. That achievement uh, is the aim of our rare bouquet and distinctly different flavor that has made Old Fitzgerald famous for generations. Ten bucks. It's another uh, bargain bourbon, but doesn't smell strong. Got bourbon notes on there. It does. It's Of course, there's no char, but there's definitely like, oh, man, it smells good. That that's the best nose of a bourbon I've ever smelled. Really? Yes, hundred percent. It's light. <laughs> I feel like we need. <laughs> Did you hear me do that? Yes, we need that as a soundbite. <laughs> David, <laughs> we, we need to like cut that up. Uh, so we have the beer. Yeah, we have the beer uh, can cracking. <laughs> We need the the uh, bottle, the cork pop, and then we need the nose. So that's it's got a light nose of probably like a caramel vanilla ish blend, like something soft. I would imagine it's only eighty proof. I'm telling you, dude, this is I ain't bullshit. This is a ten dollar bottle of bourbon. This is this is the best nose. I could do that all night. I'm afraid to drink it now. Just yeah, just bad. keep doing that. Just I'm smell like, it. Oh, it's great. Five bottles for the nose. <laughs> That'll get you drunk, dude. Super light. It's got a light finish. That's your catchphrase. It's light. Super. We both say super. It's a light fun. bourbon. It's uh it's like the bud light of bourbon. Yeah, it's got a weird finish though. It's a health 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 drink that you're drinking. The finish on the so on the palate, I'm getting like, and this this is something I have been able to pick out is like you know some will say the tobacco. Yeah, it's got a tobacco-y palate to it, um, not spicy at all. I mean, it has a little kick to it, but it's not. It's not like a Knob Creek or, you know, definitely you could tell this is a lower proof bourbon. I was uh, reading something this week that said, like, you know, palates, you like people are always freaking out because they're like, I can't get, you know, these all these flavors of this thing. And you can typically pick out what you're familiar with. Like you chew tobacco. Yes. And you know what tobacco flavor taste like and so um that you can pick out that yeah. flavor you everyone knows what vanilla smells and tastes like everyone knows what caramel tastes like um yeah. those so just tip it so if you want to be able to train your palate and this is like palate 101 
go smell like a, a you know for for beer go smell the hops go smell go pick up a grapefruit in a grocery store and smell a grapefruit if you want to be able to pick out that flavor in a beer go smell some real leather if you want to be able to say oh that's real leather if you want to taste it <laughs> don't do uh, that here's what i would say about this this is a this is a two and a half three bottle out of five on the bourbon scale but if you were to mix this with good bourbon with diet coke <laughs> water down your good it, bourbon it will uh <laughs> it this will kick your ass i guarantee you it's not it's not going to overwhelm the the taste of the pop it's going to be like really Sweet, easy yeah. to drink and then you're going to be drunk after about three nice like, how'd this happen <laughs> i can already tell man like i can mix this right now bro this could be you know christmas party getting slammed that's what you want and everyone's just like hey garrett all gary's had all night is three diet cokes what's he what's he doing uh head handstands for headstands listen if you see me do a handstand <laughs> be, hey be i saw it on instagram a girl get out of a pool onto a platform, do a handstand, turn around and dive back in. And I I'm pretty sure you could do that as well. Give me till summer. <laughs> That's something I'll work on. Between you and Juan. Yeah. Um, um the uh yeah. So I got this this week. You have not gotten yours. I am reading a uh, a book about Ohio currently. It's called Barnstorming Ohio. Angie was like, I thought you were reading a book about barns. It's <laughs> which I'm like, like, you remember when you told me you subscribed to that OnlyFans because you thought it was going to be about just ceiling fans? But it yeah, was, I thought uh, it was only going to be just fans. I'm like, what? 10 bucks a month just to see fans? Come on. All we, uh, w- when I moved into my house, we were trying to get new fans we had these like industrial fans i needed to try to figure out what kind of fans we needed i said all we need is only fans is 10 bucks a month is not a good deal god damn that's good yeah just smell it just i've not got my book yet um but anyway i probably will have author yeah probably we'll have um in the next like week, week and a half, I'll be done with this. Cause it's pretty short. And I'm excited. And I get a lot of books from the library, which that's how I probably have become immune to COVID. But uh I haven't gotten like a brand new brand brand new book in a long time. And the smell of this, like that new book smell on the nose. What's the nose of a, <laughs> that that freshly printed paper? It mm. just smells like I like because so I was looking at uh, I opened it up because the back of it like this I love like they made this into an art like they've got like a picture of the bourbon trail I don't know if you can see it bourbon trail in here um, or like at least some of it they've got like the Buffalo Trace Distillery um, Churchill Downs Stitzel Weller. Uh, just a couple of like landmarks in here. And I, as I opened it up, I was like, Oh, I could, that like smells like new, like a new bookstore. And I have not had like a brand new book in a while. So 
this might be a treat to read this. I'll let you know. Keep you updated on Beers Beards podcast Instagram. There you go. That's mostly me. That is mostly you. <laughs> I posted one picture. Yeah. But I well, I, I got to get Abby to take a picture of my old Fitzgerald. Maybe I'll, with a decanter. Probably a good picture. There you go. Yeah. As you pour it. I want to get a video as you pour it into the decanter. We got one last thing tonight, Gary. Did you listen to it? Yes. Different, isn't it? Now, yeah, it's very different than what I'm going to put on the on the playlist. But so, I'll let you go first. I try to stay up to date on pop culture ish certain things. I like video yeah. games. I like the video game culture. I watch Twitch. I watch YouTube a lot. And over the last six months, this game Among Us has been blowing up which is super simple game like my daughter's got yeah. on her phone i've never played it just because but i like watching people play it it's kind of creepy super pissed yeah like it's a group of five or six people one person's the imposter you go around killing people and then you vote to see who the imposter is and he goes through rounds uh but like the superstar has emerged from this by the name of corpse husband and what's unique about corpse is this weird deep voice like there's there's tons of videos of people reacting to hearing corpse's voice for the first time which is super weird and he's got like five million subscribers now on youtube and so and i i've watched him play and i heard him and then somebody talked about his music like his music so i went to uh spotify and pulled up some of his songs and it is very interesting uh it was yeah his voice man what do you think about his voice that's his real voice like that's how he talks and going down the rabbit hole i watched this video that said you know at a young age he had like bad acid reflux and has GERD and the acid had kind of chipped away at his vocal cords and leaving him with this really raspy deep voice yeah it's definitely uh it's the song well you can say the name of the song girls are ruining my life yeah and the the lyrics of this were just hit it play it play the first little and we have to be explicit now because of that yeah I think I said some cuss words, but yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's uh, yeah. I, he does. He only has like five songs on Spotify and they've all got millions of, of listens. And yeah, this had, so here's my thing. So I listen to like, you know, artists that I'm like, Oh, like this is a pretty big artist. They might have like a song. will have like five, you know, five, 10 million, you know, play streams on, uh, on, uh, Spotify. Okay. This song has 55 million streams. <laughs> like for me, the people I listen to, if if like five to ten million streams on a song, hey, you're doing you're doing all right, buddy boy. Yeah. This one is 55 million streams on just this song. Like the other songs, and that's just Cat Girls are ruining my life, missing you. Yeah. They're all very much they, they've all got the same theme and tempo and then is this the same person savage gasp because it says it's two artists 
Yeah, no, if you listen on the song that I picked, he does the second verse. So oh, okay. He has yeah. a very raspy, I, he's definitely auto-tuned. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thank me, this will totally jam up our algorithm. <laughs> so, I'm going to go completely other end of the spectrum. I'm going to the Magical Mystery Tour. I don't know what that is. So last week was unfortunately the 40th anniversary of the death of John Lennon. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it, and I, like, I've always been a a Beatles fan. Um, Not like hard, like I know people that are hardcore Beatles fans that weren't even alive when they were like, that's the one band that I think has transcended generations right people I that think i was in middle school little pup and the beatles anthology came out and i think it was on abc or on yeah. a network television that went through the whole story of the beatles and the albums up until the breakup and then it's funny uh when we did the covers you your cover was elton john yeah lucy so in the I sky saw, with diamonds so i saw um where elton john for being on one of john lennon songs the deal was he had to come perform with him and he did at madison square garden yeah <laughs> and, like, and he was like he hadn't performed he hadn't done shit he was you know locked up that one you know that woman yoko had him yeah. locked up <laughs> not locked so, up but like they were in love and you know he was locked up in a good so way yeah but i went uh, so i kind of went through like a uh I don't know what you call it, but like a post, like I, I like have always loved the Beatles and John Lennon's always been my favorite Beatle. Like I've always felt like he was like the true, like. Yeah. I thought for sure you'd be a Ringo man. <laughs> yeah. I, and Ringo surprisingly, like I, you still know, I think kicking. he's still kicking, but uh, I've always felt like John, like I think Paul was <laughs> like the, the guy that kind of righted the ship. A lot of times like, he was like the PC nice guy. And then yes. John Lennon saying shit like we're bigger than God. Yes. You know, like <laughs> John, I, I'm sure was, at that time yeah. they're like, man, shut the fuck up, John. We, you know, we're trying to make more money. And a lot of it was, was clearly drug induced. And, but like, no, <laughs> some like I kind of went through, like went down like a rabbit hole this past week of like, you know, don't listen to a lot of John Lennon stuff. And, um, you know, listen to podcasts about john lennon and and anyway my song this week is uh strawberry fields forever because ringo posted this week hey it's the 40th anniversary which was last tuesday i saw that i think it was the uh the date was the 8th december 8th 1980 when john died and i was three months old but you know i never like like i said i've always loved the Beatles always had like, you know, they're at the top of my list of, of artists, but I've never really truly felt like, I don't know. I feel like I just felt something different, like thinking back and like going through like, you know, a lot of the Beatles stuff um, in a kind of, kind of from a different light. Like, man, that was 40 years ago. He would have been 80 if he was still alive. Like he's been dead longer than, or now dead longer than he was alive. Um, 
but Ringo specifically asked for Strawberry Fields Forever and to play it on radio stations. Yeah, to play on radio stations. So that's my song this week. Um, I yeah. So listen to that this week. Listen to any Beatles song. This is this week. a Beatles related story, but this is one of my favorites. So after the Beatles had broken up, John Lennon had been dead for a while. There's a duet between with Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney. And you've seen the yeah. video that just <laughs> so, and I think this is Michael gets burned or something. Whatever. You know the story? Yeah. So so like the first day they're shooting, Michael just casually, hey man, how much do you want, you know, for the uh for the lot for the masters of the Beatles? Paul McCartney's like, I don't know, forty million dollars. You know, just some crazy number. The next day, they go back to shoot again. Michael Jackson had bought the masters to the to all the Beatles songs. Yeah, <laughs> and McCartney finds out. It's like, what the fuck, dude? It's like, man, you said, like, I think you paid fifty million for. Him. Like you said, hey man, hey hey, I gave said... you fifty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, think about that. When you think about along the lines of the Beatles. You think about how big I was thinking about this one Christmas. I got Michael Jackson's bad cassette, that album. And you know, we're talking about guys sold like if you there, nobody's selling millions of records, wow. like whole CDs anymore, right? Like, yeah, no, nobody's going triple platinum. Like, if you get a hundred thousand on an album actually sold and not streamed or whatever, like you. That's big news. You know, you yeah. got a few Taylor Swift, you got a select few hey. that can do that. My wife she don't, she don't own her masters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My wife has been non stop streaming the new Taylor Swift since it came out on what Friday? Yeah, I don't yeah. I look the, like the, I know new... Taylor. I just put a corpse husband song on our you got a you have a twelve year old daughter. I feel like that's like her. She's into some band wheelhouse. called the Wallows. You ever heard of them? No, I haven't either. That might be their, that might be your next song. She wanted their uh, their vinyl. Oh, you need to have a record player. You got a record player? Yeah, I do actually. You would. Yeah, Maybe. I never play it, but I it's it's there. <laughs> uh, actually, that was Angie's Christmas present last year. A record player? Yep. What albums did you get for them? We have uh, Wilco, Yankee Hotel, Foxtrot, which Wilco will probably be on our playlist at some point. Uh, we have Wheeler Walker Jr. Ava Brothers, which you know that's my that's my number one. It's my ride or die. Uh, we have uh, Fleetwood Mac, and I feel Rumors. like the problem with with records, it's like. I don't have the patience to go sift through all the old ones and, you know, get a, you know, records for like a dollar or $2 or whatever at the record stores. So if I go to a record store, I'm probably buying like, you know, the Two new copies of each. No, the new, like old records. Like I'm not going through to find like a, you know, Oh, you're not going to like find the vintage. Yes. The original yeah. Package. yeah. I got you. Um, so, re- and records, are ex- like the actual vinyl is expensive because no one's doing it anymore and yeah, it's expensive to produce and expensive to make and anyway we've got like a handful 
of uh, of records um and it's just a, it's such a different sound like everything now is is digital and like like you know i always joke i, I listen to howard stern he's coming back five more years baby uh i'm excited for the, i think he's like finally come to terms with it he's like hey i can do this at home for five more years i can like I think he hated the process of going into the studio every day, and like he's going to be going. He's going to be doing. Oh, it feels his like show. if we had to do this yeah. for five hours a day, five days a week. Well, yeah. Like there's he a does. lot of creativity that gets sapped, especially. Oh yeah. I mean, he's went through all the bullshit anyway of of establishing himself. So it like he can talk to whoever he wants, literally yeah. whoever he wants. Yeah. But like I listen to Bob and Tom, and you know, like Bob retired years ago. So Tom's still hanging in there. You know, he's old. Yeah. And Chick's old and a whole squad's old. And it's just like, you know, it's just a drag on them. To be, you hold out out for the brand. To have to constantly be like on and be, yeah, exactly. But I think, I think, and I think for him to finally be to the point where he is, like comfortable and happy sitting in his basement doing a show. And he's like, Hey, I'm going to come out, you know, once a month and do a show in the studio. And we're going to have a, a musician and it's going to be awesome. Like, cause he has said like, you know, I want to, when there are musicians, I think it's going to be, it'd be cool. Cause I want to see them up close and see them play and see, you know, the fingers Let's move on. Request yeah. songs from Billy Corgan and yes. different people. Yeah. Yeah. And and that and then he also has said, you know, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna do maybe a couple of live shows and I'm gonna do but I think it's gonna be for him, it's gonna be different to have him be like his baseline is being at home in his basement, but then he's gonna come out for special appearances and like kinda like the Pope a little bit, like <laughs> like you know when he was on what did he do one season of America's Got Talent? No, he did three. Oh really? I thought yeah, but he was awesome in that. I thought Howard Stern; those had to be three of their biggest years because he was yeah by a yeah. lot. Well, because he took it seriously and said, "Hey, I don't really have any like qualifications for this, but I'm actually going to try to judge these people. I'm going to give them honest, real feedback." And he did. And you know, Howie Mandel's there trying to make dumb jokes and. Heidi Klum's trying to be on camera Sexy. and Mel B. And then you got, uh, uh, and he's still, when he talks about like Sam and Cal is like his, his new, like Jay Leno of people that he hates. And when he talks about Simon Cowell, <laughs> it's, it's, those are the best. Like when he gets truly angry, but uh, I didn't know turning... he didn't like Simon Cowell. So Simon, uh, was a producer of America's Got Talent, and he was scheming to try to get Howard Stern's spot on. Like Howard had pretty much already decided. Like if you listen to his show every day when he had to do his show and America's Got Talent, like he hated it because he, he had to work. He had to work. He had to not only that, but like they moved the sh- the show from L.A. to New York for him to like you know to to. Uh, get him as a guest but uh apparently behind the scenes simon cowell was scheming to get his spot as a judge 
and he was saying we have to oust Howard, even though Howard was like, Hey, I'm like, I, I want to be done anyway. Like, I don't want to be doing this, but Simon Cowell was still trying to like scheme and be a dick. And, and so he always talks about how Simon Cowell uh, slept with his, his friend's wife and, Oh shit! Not, for real? Not Howard Stern's friend's wife, but uh, Simon Cowell's friend's wife. <laughs> yeah, look it up. Damn. Yeah. So he always no to end this on pissing off uh, Simon Cowell and <laughs> Howard Stern. If you've made it this far, we love you. Thank you for entertaining our the niche that w- that we are. This is really a conversation between me and David that I look forward to every week. I do, but I look forward to it every week. Yeah. Uh and it's funny that I've done one of these every day since Friday. Nice. I did a live show Friday. My me and my wife recorded last night and then we did a live show and recorded. Oh, I didn't realize that you did so you did a live show and didn't record after you only did a live show? Uh, like right now, I could go sleep right now. So yeah, we <laughs> did so we show, decompress that. Uh uploaded it went to bed next day we went to harlem went to sleep we recorded our podcast the net woke up the next morning put it up or this morning put it up then get ready for tonight all right well tomorrow and we'll, we'll be back <laughs> 8 a.m <laughs> traffic on the sixes with david and gary that's right david how's it looking out there it's crazy in cincinnati motherfuckers stay <laughs> off the bridge you yeah you better stop the bridge is not open unless you're jumping <laughs> off that bad boy i hope everybody has a great week or whatever if you're listening to us on friday i hope you have a great weekend this our new our podcast come out man hot fresh every monday usually between 5 and 7 p.m uh, i'll have eastern the, eastern i have the bourbon notes up as well and david good luck in the morning that's right knock them dead listen whatever you've done to your hair keep that up i feel like uh you know when stephen miller went on uh sunday morning shows and he like spray painted his hair on that's how your hair's thick isn't it it is very thick yeah it does not move it's hey this 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 ain't going nowhere baby boy i'm dying with this you do look like you've got a little uh i got some gray you got some recession there on the See, side. I know a little bit. I think like if it grows out, it looks it looks better. But yeah, I got some right there. You ever thought about a comb over? Like I'm only gonna have like the I'm gonna have like the crown, but I'm gonna have the middle be good. Got some gray on the sides. I just am glad that I don't have like back here uh, going. Belly. Yeah, like one. Yeah. He's got the the uh, LeBron James going on. He needs to wear a headband during golf. <laughs> all right, we love you all. Until next week, check us out. Later. <laughs> <laughs>